0: I can, you know, through Aboriginal Way, just reach out to some of
1: our mobs. Working with the wider non-Aboriginal community and working with our own community together allows us to start eating. In the past, you know, people know who they are and that type of thing, but there hasn't been something there to bring everything together, to bring people together, and Native Title has done that. Hello, and welcome to Aboriginal Way. My name is Caleb Sweeting. Now, I have a question for you. Do you have any native foods in your pantry? It's the ambition of Damien Coulthard and Rebecca Sullivan for every Australian to say, heck yes, I do. They are the founders of Wandu, an Indigenous-owned company located in the Clare Valley. They produce goods made with Australian native ingredients. Wandu means good in Adnimatna, and it reflects the brand's aim of providing nutritious food that has a positive impact on people both physically and mentally. Their cookbook, Wandu Mai, is a resource about where you can source native foods and start cooking with them straight away. Ingredients like kakadu plum, finger lime, saltbush, and recipes like wattle seed brownies, emu egg sponge cake, and bunion nut pesto. I'd like to introduce Rebecca Sullivan, who is a cook, food writer, and regenerative farmer. She is best known for launching the Granny Skills Movement to protect the skills, heritage, and traditions of our elders. Damien is an Adni Mutner and Deary man, a high school teacher working with Indigenous students to help them live their best life, and most importantly, understand their culture. He's a talented but humble artist whose work has been showcased in London, and he sits on the board of SA Native Title Services, the publisher of Aboriginal Way. Damien and Rebecca's passion for sustainability through food and education is honestly second to none. Aboriginal Way joined the couple for a coffee at restaurant Pearl after the authors spoke about their Wandu My Cookbook at an Aldinga Library event. I went along and enjoyed learning more about how to start using native ingredients as an everyday cook. And it's exactly what you're going to hear about in this interview. Pearl is located literally next to the boat ramp at Aldinga, so you will hear the waves crashing during our conversation. Please bear with us, but it is worth it. Enjoy. I mean,
2: there's nothing better arriving to a place, especially with the waves rolling in the background, and you take it tasting the local produce um, with some passion. So, there's nothing better than that. I think that's really important when you are out and about that you make the most of the environment that you're in and um, supporting the local people in that area.
0: For sure. And local, I mean, let's talk about the word local because Mm. I always talk about my aha moment being that I've worked in the local food movement for 15 years and feeling like the biggest hypocrite in the world because when I met Damien I realised that I actually haven't tried anything local so the word local and local food needs a bit of a reagent I think because yeah. local is native food you know and I've never tried bottled seed or lemon myrtle or I said say frequently to people the only time I tried kangaroo at that point was when my French friends had cooked it for me you know Yeah. so I think that the word local needs a bit of a Re-definition.
1: what was that aha moment when you realised what you were eating was local
0: meeting Damien and learning about his culture and really thinking about native ingredients um and what native really means native Australian foods means local foods and these are local foods that have been here for you know tens and tens and tens of thousands of years um and we've kind of largely forgotten them, ignored them, been ignorant to them, been embarrassed to ask about them, all kinds of things. But, um, you know, if you're into local food, you need to consider eating native food, Mm. first and foremost.
1: Yeah, and this next question's for you, Damien. Why do you think we have forgotten native ingredients?
2: I think there's been a long process over time where Aboriginal people have been disconnected from their culture and their identity for various reasons, Um, and reasons out of our control in the way of um, dispossession, segregation, um, isolation, Um, and through that Aboriginal people have been disconnected from their cultural identity, and I guess when we think about cultural identity, what does that really mean, what does that look like, and I think it really comes back to knowing who you are and where you're from in terms of your country, your connection to country in the way of that language, that story embedded within that land and from that comes from your knowledge and understanding about your kinship, your roles and responsibilities, your relationships, things like food. So through Wandu we see Wandu being um, an access point, a gateway for not only about the Ademarca nation, but a lot of Aboriginal diversity nations to share their story related to food and their connection to culture, which is still very rich in Australia. Um, it's coming to a point now where Aboriginal people are having a greater voice in this space, and I think that's really important. And um, yeah, we're looking forward to working with a lot of Aboriginal business nations and really helping each other grow in spaces like our cultural identity and our economic aspirations, as well, um, especially around food um, and sharing our stories, whether it be visiting countries. So um, I'm from the Admont Nation. Um, in the Gammon Ranges and Flinders Ranges. My family are the Coulthards and the Mackenzies and we have extended family as well, as a lot of Aboriginal nations have. Um, one of our major places where people can visit is in the Flinders Ranges and we have beautiful Wicker of Pound, which is a gathering place for us. Um, co-managed and run, we have rangers on country who are able to take... Um, tourists and guests out to learn about our stories and our traditional practices but just to also enjoy that space and celebrate culture so um, yeah a beautiful space so if anyone ever gets the opportunity to visit from these rangers definitely visit they pound and um, make a real effort to interact with the Aboriginal rangers and country and learn from those um, who know best and have the country running in their blood so
1: yeah, and people should definitely do that if they have the opportunity. But if they don't, with this cookbook you've released Wandu Mai, is that a good introduction to native Australian foods and is it accessible to start cooking using these ingredients?
0: I, I definitely Hello. think it is. Hello Maddie, that's our son, he's just Hello. woken up from the morning now. Wandu Mai is um, we wrote it with the purpose of it being an introduction to native foods and a way for people to start learning how to cook with them um, i think as a cook myself the best place or the easiest place to learn how to cook if you're you know not a cook or if you're a uni student you've just moved out of home the best place to start learning about flavors and flavor profiles um, and how to cook i think um is, is in the spice cabinet you know is in your pantry and most of these native foods that we use um, because the industry is, is growing commercial, from a commercial sense. Um, our spices, um, you know, they come in a dried form. They're very easy to buy dried. You know, 50-plus we have in our shop at the moment, in our laundry shop. Um, and we wrote the book with the intention of it being a, a good place for people to start. Yeah.
1: And last night you did a bit of a chat about the book at Bordinga Library. Yep. Do you... What do people tend to think is... The one ingredient that they can start cooking with straight away, or incorporating into their diet straight away.
0: Native pepper, lemon myrtle, wattle seed—probably the three. What you agree, Dan? Yeah, I agree with
2: that. I mean, something that we have in our house, household a like, lot is the wattle seed, and just like subbing out your coffee bean. So with the wattle seed grind, um, still has that beautiful yeah. aroma in your home. Has that natural kick and something that you can easily sub in to your. Um, daily intake, whether it be food um, or mm. a beverage, and something that I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy. But once again, it comes back to knowing that you can use that as a supplement. It's about creating that access point. Yeah. That's something Wandu Two May has really been able to do. Um, as Beck mentioned in Wandu Two May, um, there are a number of different ingredients. It's important to note they're not just from the Adam Nation, but across Australia, obviously being a big place. Um, 250 Aboriginal nations, 800 dialects all having their own natural resources on country and all these foods have been here since the beginning of the time um, and I think it's at that point now we should be accessing um, staff through Aboriginal businesses and people who support Aboriginal businesses and using that in their daily diet to not only improve um, our health outcomes but to support Aboriginal nations in their cultural um, expressions
1: yeah and speaking of aboriginal people too do you think having more native ingredients in our diet does this could this help the health of aboriginal people too because obviously we've had these foods phased out up until now and it's kind of being used again or reintroduced could this have a positive effect there too
0: i mean i'm not a doctor and i'm not you know an expert in this field but i've certainly read a lot of documentation and we've done some you know a little bit of work with um, with organisations like Hope for Health where they ran retreats on country with um, elders and the whole point of those retreats is to get traditional foods back into diets because the studies say that the more Indigenous people have access to country but also access to their traditional foods the better outcomes there are from a health perspective not just a physical health but mental health right Dan? I mean, you you have read stuff about that too, right? Yeah, I guess and if
2: we kind of reflect on um, Aboriginal and diverse identities, our current population, um, not quite at 700,000, and then you kind of think, well, where are Aboriginal people um, most represented at the moment? And a lot of us live in city areas. Um, most of us don't live in remote areas, and I guess um, in city areas, like we need to create hubs and access points for all, all people to access these foods to improve their diet and their well-being. And it's about um, getting back to your natural state, not consuming um, too, un- too unnecessarily highly processed carbohydrates and fats yeah. and all those types of things like sugar that actually ultimately impact the way we feel and think and ultimately self-determination. So being in control of um, our habits. And When you're not eating well, you're not able to think, you don't mm-hmm. learn, you don't process information and you're feeling tired and this leads so to true. many types of... Um, mental health issues
1: yeah definitely
0: and the sugar i mean the sugar thing is a, as we all all know we're all aware is a real issue um um for not just for indigenous people for non-indigenous people as well but we all know and hear of the stories of um you know of diabetes and um and sugar in community like when you go out to the lands and it's cheaper to buy you know, Coca Cola and yeah. sugar and processed foods than it is to buy fresh food at the local community just, store. That's wrong. That is so wrong on so many levels. Mm. It's, it's uh, it should be illegal. You know, Agreed. it really should. Yeah, it should definitely. Yeah.
1: I know that we're talking about sometimes foods, uh, but I know you've got this collaboration with hates
0: <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> foods. <laughs> a bit of a
1: funny segue, but. Did you want to talk a bit about that and how it came together? Because I understand that it was actually quite a long process and they haven't done this. They haven't collaborated with many food companies before,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we are, I think we're the third third in 100 years, third or fourth maybe. That's crazy. Um, it came from their chocolatier, their, you know, their big boy Ben Mm. I don't mean big as in fat he doesn't eat too much chocolate shout out to Um, Ben Ben Uh, Ben actually bought some ingredients from our shop he bought some Davidson plum to do some testing and then he emailed me and asked if he could buy a beer quantity because ours was very good um, thanks to our growers Mm. Um, and we I emailed him back just sort of jokingly because I'd actually been um, talking to another chocolatier for years, and we just oh. couldn't get it together. Okay. And so I said, oh, just jokingly, hey, Ben, if you fancy doing a collaboration with us, let's make some good native native chocolates. Cause, um, and he wrote back and goes, oh, we don't really do collaborations. And then yeah. a week later, um, I get another email saying, oh, do you and Damien want to come down and meet, meet the team? And so we went down for a meeting and took our cookbook. Started having conversations. That meeting led to another meeting, and before we know it, two years down the track, here we are, chocolates on the shelves. Just
2: another quick plug for Hades. Um, Walking through their facility and seeing their employees and just the smiles on their face—it's one of the most relaxing environments I've ever yeah. seen. I'm thinking, is this a workplace or a hangout <laughs> yeah. a <chillout> place? Because you notice. Happy,
1: happy. You notice that when you go into to Hags to buy chocolate, though, yeah. they're always so happy and yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: There's uh, all an array of type music. There's country music, hip hop. There's heavy metal, <laughs> and they kind of <laughs> float through four different tasks in the day. And it's just mm. the most relaxing environment. You can see um, why it's so sustainable and why people love working there. Yeah. And ultimately, you can see that as it comes through the taste of their chocolate, but um, just the passion in their staff when they're serving you. Um, mm. Last week, we we're in the advertiser. For Hague and we had our photo shoot uh, in the Botanical Gardens, and I was with Ben, and um, just the joy on his face and the passion for his practice and his job um, was next level. So um, we're super amen.
0: proud of, of this collaboration because they have the same um, and. The reason we're doing it, and, and we take collaborations really seriously, you know, we want to work with people with the same values. What are
1: the, so what are the flavours that you started off with?
0: So there's Davidson, dark chocolate with Davidson plum. Yep. Um, so it's got that beautiful, stunning sort of sourness from the Davidson plum. And da- that dark chocolate has sort of almost like a citrusy sour note anyway. So it's mm. just a match made in heaven and then finger lime with the milk chocolate. So it's like zesty pop of yeah. the finger lime. Yeah, yeah. through yeah. that real sweet milk chocolate, so um yeah they're they're only a limited run um all of the chocolates will be a limited run so i suggest everyone gets out there and, and stocks up their uh stocks up their cupboards full of full of that chocolate before it sells out
1: get out there and try it, <laughs> it sounds so young
2: i had a call from a mate this morning while i was walking through the Wollongong farmer's market and um he said basically most of the chocolates were almost sold and he's facetiming me and chatting to the person behind the counter and saying oh, I know these guys and, um, treating us like plans. we're celebrities but um, we sell. I just really want to highlight the point that Beck spoke about in a way of collaboration. Um, it's really important that we work with people with the same values and beliefs and yeah. the same premise around um, celebrating Aboriginal culture. I think that's really important because Aboriginal Australia has much to celebrate um, and we do a lot of things well. Um, Aboriginal people are really talented not just in sport and I think once we start identifying, celebrating our people for what they do outside of sports. so for example whether it's indigenous businesses, um, whether it's their um, musical talents, their doctors um, mm. their architects, their anthropologists and all these amazing things yeah. um, I think if we kind of think about food food is that vehicle and if people are tasting chocolates through Hague's and it's like okay yeah where is that native food from okay it's in Queensland it's in New South Wales and then hopefully it's encouraging people to travel to these spaces and learn from um Aboriginal communities in those areas about those foods the origin the story the language and their kinship ties and why it's so important to them so that's why I'm so so excited about this project and where it's going to go and um yeah, really looking forward to yeah. what's coming in the near future and other collaborations.
1: Yeah. <laughs> makes me want chocolate now. Yeah, it sounds like a, a bit of a gateway to Aboriginal culture too, in a way, totally. from the way you're explaining it.
0: Well, uh, the whole point was, you know, we... we um, For us, this is a a marketing exercise. So obviously Hague's is selling the chocolates, not us. So um, no, we're not going to be millionaires from making Hague's chocolate. But for us, um, we get our brand in front of people. And by getting our brand in front of people, we get Aboriginal culture and foods in front of people. And that's, you know, 20 plus stores all around Australia. Um, They've got the word wandu. People go, oh, what does wandu mean? Then they start looking into it, and then that curiosity sparks. They try the chocolate. They go, "Oh, I actually really liked that. I like that finger lime. I'm going to find out where that comes from." And then they might learn the Aboriginal word for it, and then yeah. they might go, "Oh, I want to learn more." And that's how it all starts. That's how it started with me. And yeah. you know,
1: that's so cool. And if that is the introduction to Wandu, and they did start to find out more, mm-hmm. what else do you do? I understand that you're also regenerative farmers. Could yep. you talk a bit about that as yeah, well? Sure.
0: So. Well, we, we um, obviously write books and um, Wandu is a lifestyle brand. Um, so we're not just a food brand. We're, um, we have a home and body range as well. Um, but we started with food because it was an easy vehicle to start with. Um, we Damien's doing some amazing – I'll get Damien to talk about the education side, but we, we've just started running our um, education program. We do catering and events as well that always – no matter – like I'm catering a wedding next weekend – for 120 people no matter what we do there's always native ingredients in every single dish so it's an you know a way of learning and teaching and sharing Um, and then we obviously write the books and we write for magazines and we do master classes and tastings and then we bought the property Um, my background is in climate change and sustainable agriculture and sustainability around food and I've always wanted to live on on the land um, not when I lived in, the, in a rural town when I was a teenager. All I wanted to do was get out. But, of course. But, you know, since I worked in food, um, all I've wanted to do is do that. So Damien and I brought 90 acres in the Clare Valley. Um, a, a few years ago now, we have a um, tree farm. So we're tree farmers at the moment. But um, we are setting up a, um, a cult, like a, 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 I guess, an education centre at our property with a demonstration garden to show local farmers how to grow native foods. So that we can become a climate resilient community. It's huge, the Yeah, that's yeah. our long term. Uh, we really, actually, have moved into seeing ourselves as an environmental brand more than anything. Yeah. Um, because we can um, encourage people to look after the environment through planting native foods that belongs here. You know, all, yeah. all of that sort of stuff. So. And add to that.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, and uh, I think when we kind of think about education and probably the theme of the Up and Coming Festival, with um Place, taste, and story. It's really much based around an education unit where we ran recently to a company called Tiram, And basically, the learning was much about native food. So, we had six different types of native foods, and we really wanted them to understand the importance of place, language, story, kinship, law, and ultimately trade and the intricate relationships Aboriginal people have um, to their country, but the cultural heritage that they may have over different spaces. So providing that learning experience through food as a vehicle um, and then helping people really understand the significance of environment, significance of food and importance of community identity to strengthen those spaces as mentioned with our property in Clare um, we have massive plans and these plans could happen in one to two years or if they happen 20 years (laughs) that's fine Um, we just want to grow sustainably we want to interact with the local community and Aboriginal business far and wide. We want to uplift or help uplift um, the community and other Aboriginal businesses as well in that space. And just create something speci- special where people can come and learn for each other mm. um, in terms of knowledge and understanding about different different areas, whether it's about growing, whether it's about marketing and selling, um, and just support the industry that ultimately will strengthen our nation in a way of breaking down stereotypes and mm. um, the many things that impact Aboriginal Australia in the way of self-determination.
1: Certainly. Yeah, and it sounds like you're already doing that and it's it's only going to get better as you go along.
0: And as the industry grows itself as well. Yeah. And, 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 and as awareness, you know, our whole intention is that every pantry in Australia, you'll open... You could walk into any household and open anyone's pantry, anyone's cupboard, and there'd be at least one at least one native mm-hmm. ingredient in there. Whether it's native pepper or you know a spice mix, or and you'd open the fridge and then instead of spinach, there's going to be warrigal greens. And you know that that's really our intention. Is yeah, it's that not the norm and not just a fad.
1: Yeah, or not just we're talking as well before about trends. Like it's not just a trend that is happening yeah. now and then people. Yeah you know it won't stay in their cupboards it's about sustainability is that right
0: absolutely and we've definitely noticed probably the last three years in particular um that that it is it is everywhere now it's not just you know because it's on the front cover of a magazine that month um consistently demand seems to be outweighing supply for the last couple years at least i reckon um and that's a good indicator right yeah
2: and i do think Friends do have a place, and it is a positive thing. As long as we, as Aboriginal businesses and people who we're collaborating with, um, have the same ethos in the way of supporting each other and protecting intellectual property, and that ultimately we have to acknowledge where that food is from, Mm -hmm. um, where that piece of art is from, the origin, the story. So, we're protecting that practice, we're protecting that story, and giving back because ultimately what we want to do is improve all our outcomes for yeah. Aboriginal people in different spaces yeah. and reconnect them to the country to strengthen their identities and their communities
1: That was Damien Coulthard and Rebecca Sullivan, the founders of WANDU If this interview has you interested, you can purchase their cookbook and products at wandu.com That's spelled W-A-R-N-D-U Thanks for listening to Aboriginal Way. My name is Caleb Sweeting and I'll catch you next time.